0: Welcome back to the Hampton Roads Experience with Mike and Joe. I'm Mike and I'm Joe. And uh, this is episode two of our show. And today we're here with Portia Brown, owner of Red Sight Media.
1: How you guys doing?
0: Pretty good. And she's going to be talking to us today about uh, what she does in the film industry and some of the cool documentaries she's produced. It uh, should be a pretty cool show. So uh, let's get it going. I like to rig it, but you're much too fast for me. So we, uh, are you ready to get this interview going? Let's do it. All right. Well, uh, Portia, since you're uh, you're you're officially our first guest, uh, <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who you are? Uh, where you're from? How you ended up in Hampton Roads? So you and me have a little connection here.
1: Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> um, well, as far as ended up in Hampton Roads, I'm originally from Orange, New Jersey. Um, I've been, it, been out here.
2: Getting the talking on like there you go. Got me. Yeah, okay. I got
1: you. All right. So. Um, yeah, I'm originally from Orange, New Jersey. I've been out here since 2010, so going on nine years. I guess you could say I'm a resident now, <laughs> a little <Yeah>. bit. <laughs> I've, been, I've been here
0: 12 years, so, <laughs> so yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 definitely a resident <laughs> Um,
1: But yeah, I, I came out here due to the military. I was in the Navy for four years, and then when I got out, I just, I didn't leave. I still go home pretty often, but I ended up just staying out here.
2: Yeah. what yeah. you do in the Navy? I was an engineer. EN3. What's yeah, up, look at connection
0: see, she's from Orange, and mm-hmm. uh and and where where you know I was born and grew up a little bit in uh, Verona, you mm-hmm. know, which is like neighboring town. Well, basically neighboring. We town. played sports against each other in school. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're like maybe twenty minutes from each other. Mm-hmm. Guys, so. Wow, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's a really close. What town. ship were you
2: on?
1: I was on the uh, Ashland. Okay. And then we did a whole swap, uh, took that over to Sasebo, Japan, and brought what? back the Tortuga. Nice. So I, I guess the, you could say I started on the Ashland and ended on the Tortuga. Nice.
2: Yeah, I was on a, I was on the Gunston Hall, a little flat bottom. Oh, same, yeah. same yep. fleet basically same, same type yeah. of ship yeah okay. I don't know. I that's did, crazy i went I,
1: t.a.d. to the gunster hall for a little bit so uh, i spent oh, some time on that yeah ship. it was a, cra-
2: a, a great ship i liked it when i was you guys there. had a laid-back time I, yes. I know nothing about boats no so. no he, doesn't. he, no, have he does the not military experience <laughs> i have You're, the military experience right. but i don't have the boating experience <laughs> 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 you were on the ground yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you want to talk into let's talk about the filmmaking part how did you get into this after coming out of the navy
1: you know, it's so funny because people actually ask me that a lot. Like when I tell them about like my art background and then they ask me literally what you just asked me. How did you know what did you do in the Navy? Yeah, and totally when I say, opposite. It is. Of the it is diesel mechanic <laughs> yeah, and yeah. artist. you know, but um, prior to going into the Navy, I actually started off when I graduated high school. I went to Temple University hmm. as a fine arts nice. major. Um, it turned out to be a little too structured for me. So, <laughs> so you went to the military? The, I know, right? <laughs> God, oxymorons all over uh-huh. the place. So, um, I pretty much, you know, I was seventeen. And I was like, you won't tell me how to do my art. I'm mm-hmm. out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, and so Cause you I, know everything. When you're I did I, yeah. did, I did. So, I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> I left art school. Um, after that, I ended up going to culinary school. You know, Ooh, so I've really, that's awesome, I've really played around with a bunch of different arts. Like were I you ever really, a sandwich artist?
2: I, look, I love. A good, I'm from Jersey. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, so we're very about how our yeah. sandwiches.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm from Jersey. Mm-hmm. That, that's a whole nother show talking about a sandwich. So we'll
2: do that next time.
1: But uh, yeah, you know, so then I went over to culinary. Uh, actually, ended up funny story, getting kicked out of culinary school because I just didn't have the money to mm-hmm. finish. Um, went to the military after that. Went to went back to culinary school. I uh, got pulled out by the Navy. Mission is central. Couldn't couldn't mm-hmm. stay in there. The mission did not support me staying in school. So uh after I got out, I decided I really just wanted to pursue my art again. And filmmaking is just something I had al- always thought about. And I had already been to art school, I had been to culinary school. So I went there and I actually finished school this time. I did finish. Yes. Yeah, nice. <laughs> awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. So that's how I that's how I got into it. It was it's always been a love of mine. I really love the arts mm-hmm. as a whole. I, all, this is all a good life.
2: area for stuff like that,
0: too. It's You know, I think it's an underappreciated mm-hmm. area. You know, I think uh, you know, we talked about Pharrell on the last episode a little mm-hmm. bit, but, you know, he's trying to bring more of the arts into this region right. um, yep. and, and, and provide that kind of, um, you know, environment for, for kids that are out there doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so uh, you know, growing up, were you into the art, like like films and, and things like that? Were you really into it then, or how did you develop that?
1: Well, really how I kind of started out... Um, I used to draw the cartoons off of the television. Like oh. I would literally sit in front of the TV and probably one of the first cartoons I drew was Woody Woodpecker.
2: Oh yeah. Right? And <laughs> yeah. I classic. <laughs> classic. A favorite classic. I know. classic, yeah.
1: So I would sit in front of the TV and just like sketch it mm-hmm. on on paper and it just developed from there just kind of like my my love for just visual arts and even at some point I transitioned I started playing music for a while. Um but I I just I just loved creating. Yeah, you're like,
2: all you're all facets of art. I, I you really, really am are, yeah. because I
1: feel like I feel like they tie in together. Because mm-hmm. even when I do with filmmaking, you know, I require that mu- musician to come out yeah. and give me music, and you know what you're I, looking for exactly. Too. Right. You know, because I've kind of touched my hands in it here and there, mm-hmm. uh, and even to break it down even further in the behind-the-scenes aspect. I need someone who can make good food to come to my set and feed cast and crew very well. People work if you better have guys my fed. size on your, right? on your set. You know? You're, <laughs> you're going to work better if you're right. fed well. That's so right. I think they all really play a part in together, and and I really want to see that, and I think that's somewhat of what I'm trying to achieve mm-hmm. through my production company. I really want to kind of bring everything under one umbrella. So when someone come and ask me, like, hey, um, do you do graphic design? I, I'm like, no, I don't do graphic design, but I have someone on my team who does. You know, you need a musician. You know, that's what I'm trying to gather. And not awesome. necessarily to say they work for me, but just to have that network, to be able to outsource mm-hmm. right. the local art community. Gotcha. That's really what I'm trying that's to awesome. do. That's
0: well, awesome! Why don't you
2: tell us about some of the films you've made? Anything? Any, what, what do you got out there?
1: Well, um... My first one that I really did um, was Art Uprising, um, which was an ode to the Hampton Roads art scene. Mm-hmm. Because when I did get out the Navy, I think I was very blinded from the art scene while I was in the Navy because it's, it's Navy, Navy, it's Navy, the Navy, Navy, Navy. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? No time for art. Uh, no, absolutely not. That is your day in and day mm-hmm. out. <clears throat> so... When I got out and I started to notice, you know, me coming from the New York, New Jersey area and then going to school in Philly, I was surrounded by art. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very in your face, you know, yeah, yeah. and out here it wasn't so much. I had to co- kind of go digging for it. Now, like you said, now it's coming around. It is it's absolutely. coming absolutely over the years that mm-hmm. I've been here. I mean, Night and day,
0: mm-hmm. you know, I think. Mm-hmm. I think like the, the the whole thing, like up north, like New York, New Jersey, even even Philly, the mm-hmm. whole area. Like we're hit with so many cultural, or hit with so many different cultures. It's it's such a diverse region right. that we're exposed to so much different, you know, arts and entertainment and and, and culinary, you know, mm-hmm. uh, stuff. And coming down here, it's kind of like it's it's overshadowed by the military. But I think we're absolutely, you know, yeah, like absolutely. you said, you know, it's it's definitely coming around. Yeah.
1: So that's why I did our uprising. Our uprising was literally. A mashup of all the different artists out here and all the different um, genres of art. So I took and you know I kept it short because it was one of my first films and I filmed it on my own um, over like a two to three week period. And I really just hung out with these artists. Like if you watch the film, I spent time with a painter and um, a some local chefs. They're they're starting their catering service. Food truck owner, um, musicians. I had like a whole band in the Mm -hmm. studio. We like hung out for the night (laughs) and they played live like all night. I went to one of their shows, hung out at their show, you know. um, That's awesome. And that became the documentary. I really wanted it to be living and breathing uh, art, you know, and for you to kind of get an inside. And it wasn't even just to see the art. It was because. You know, we always hear the struggling artist story. You know, mm-hmm. I really wanted you to be able to feel that. And not just to say, like, oh, it's a sad,
2: <laughs> sappy
1: story, but to, to understand where they're coming from and what it yeah. means to be an independent artist, especially that's in a, a community struggle. that's struggling with the identity yeah. of art, you know. So Absolutely. That Absolutely. was probably one of my first ones. That's, I'm, that's I really fantastic. love that film. I so
0: a, 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 as far as that that film, you, you know, where, where can people access that film? Do you have that somewhere? Like, is it on YouTube or anything it like is. that? It is.
1: Um, that film is on YouTube and I put all of my most favorite projects on, um, my website, which you can go to is www.redsite <laughs> <And laughs> S- That's S Y S Y T E. So Um, Same thing. You can find, you can literally use red site media on Instagram, on Facebook, and you'll be able to pull up. Um, Our stuff. So our uprising is definitely up there. I think I put that out two years ago. Okay. Wow. So yeah, that one was a lot of fun. But um, I'm I'm just growing and developing. I'm on to another documentary right now. Yeah. So
0: this other one that you're 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 if if this is the one I'm thinking you're talking about, and it's I think you're plugging it right up there. Well,
1: this one is the Art Uprising. Oh, that's the the Art Uprising. The Art Uprising.
0: The um uh. Let's talk about this other documentary that you 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 told me about in the past. This mm-hmm. one it's about a, a cults, or... right? Yes, yes. Cultivated, cultivated. It's
1: actually, yes, yes. <laughs> cultivated. That's, cultivated. A, that's a catchy name. So, uh, cultivated is actually in post production right now. Um, I've been working on that film for over eight, almost a year, probably. Wow. Uh, it's it was way more of an undertaking than I thought it was going to be, but um. It it was a, another passion project, and I. I'm learning that my love for documentaries really, really
0: runs deep to be able to just tell real stories. I think know? everybody's getting into documentaries right now because is. my Netflix, Netflix is like oh. nothing Netflix but put documentaries, documentaries yeah. on the
2: map. You know, they like, really they are
1: did. starting to become appreciated now. Yep. You know, I because Netflix, the there are they're all over the yeah, ch- all over all, cable. But yeah. because Netflix yep. did it,
2: now everybody's paying attention. international yeah. documentaries, mm-hmm.
1: everything. You know, growing up, <laughs> I was the weird nerdy kid that liked <laughs> you know the HBO. Now it's cool to be the weird nerdy kid. Yeah, you know so. Cultivated yeah. um Cultivated is definitely in a much more emotional piece. Mm-hmm. You know, our uprising was a little more bright. And and I don't want to make it all emotional. It really is just it's the story of um multiple individuals and their transition out of the cult. Um they all kind of spent some time in most cases over 10 years in this religious cult. And The reason why I wanted to tell this story is because, once again, it's another topic that's becoming prevalent. And sometimes on this level as an indie director, you have to be an opportunist and take advantage of those times when it's in the mainstream, you know, so that people pay attention to it more, just to be quite honest. And so we see Scientology on mm-hmm. TV right now. We're seeing all the Netflix specials coming right. out on – it is, you know, on Jim Jones and – Well,
2: was it the girl from uh, King of Queens? I saw she's like totally – Yeah, that's she's Scientology. Going, like, yeah, she's yeah. going behind the scenes. She's blowing the top off of that yeah, thing. Apparently, yeah. Tom Cruise right. is really angry Oh, at her yeah, right now, they're too. all angry oh, at so, her. <laughs> <you know, laughs> and so that's
1: what we see. We see it on this really large level. We got celebrities involved, Tom yeah. Cruise and everything. But I wanted people to take a step back and see that it's happening on a much smaller yeah. level and that it's it's in their backyards. It's in their neighborhood churches. Yep. It's around the corner. And to see how these people I think that we also have a stigma attached to
0: members of occults. Yep. Like,
1: oh, my gosh, how could you not see that it's. Right in your face.
0: I feel like every time I watch a documentary, it's like, how did you not see that happening? Because we're on the outside looking
1: in, you know? And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to kind of take the camera and and turn it and let these people tell how did they get there? This is really um, making them transparent, you know? So it, it took a lot. This documentary really was a lot because... We are basically asking these individuals to become vulnerable on camera about something that they may or may not even be fully comfortable talking about
0: right yet. now did you have did you how did you find people for this documentary, and how did you get them to just open up to you
1: um well, how it actually started? I was <clears throat> fishing out for information on a documentary based on recidivism. I had an idea I wanted to do with that, and I had a friend of mine <clears throat> excuse me I had a friend of mine reach out to me. And tell me her story. Basically, it wasn't about recidivism, but she related it in a sense of being locked up and having to reintegrate into normal life again. And um, it was someone I hadn't seen in a long time, you know. So, this was a new story to me. I had never heard it before. And after we talked for a while, I just, you know, I kind of was like, you know, I want to tell your story. I really want to tell you your story. So, it started off with her, and then she's like, you know, it's not just me. You know, mm-hmm. there's other people that this happened to. And um I had a few people come forward and talk to me and I really had just phone conversations with each person um individually prior to and um you'll see I don't know when you if you get to watch the trailer, the trailer's also on my website. Yeah. Um, watched it. Not all identities are revealed. Yeah. You know, because
2: Oh yeah, yeah, not everybody's gonna be out there like right. that. Right. It yeah. is a sensitive mm-hmm.
1: topic, you know, and, and in some cases taboo in our, you know, mm-hmm. in our society. Oh, I
2: think it's very taboo, you, you know, know, as far as, you know, you,
0: you know, we see it all the time and it's kind of, you know, it, it, it's plastered up, you know, like you said, on the documentaries and everything, but... Right. You know, I I don't know anybody. At least I don't think I know anybody that's been in a
2: cult. Don't or, think. You know, exactly. yeah. yeah, well, sometimes you don't know. Exactly. You, know, you just don't
0: know. You know. I mean, it's one of those things that you know nobody's just going to come out and, right. and say, "Yeah, I was in a cult." You know, and, and you it's know. not
2: like when you watch Riverdale and it's clear as day that <laughs> right, exactly, in a cult. right. You know, <laughs> that, that's tot- the farm is totally a cult. <laughs> right. I get it, but you know, yeah. But then in it speaks real everybody
1: really so really speaks to a person's mindset. You know, it's it's not even just their stories; we get the. We get the point of view from a clinical therapist. She comes in and she talks, cool. um, and not even from a culted perspective, but just from a mental yeah. health standpoint. And then I also was able to get in contact with a gentleman, gentleman named Rick Allen Ross. Not to be, be confused with the rapper, Rick Ross. Yeah, I was just going to say Rick
0: but Ross. I was Rick- say push, it, push it to the loop. No.
1: But everyone said that. I, so I have to make sure I put his initial in a film. is Rick Allen Ross. Well, you kind of told me you
0: were like Rick Allen Ross. So you were looking at me like Rick Ross. And I was yeah. about to be like, oh, was- really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's awesome. Probably Close. hangs out with Pharrell down here. But he, uh, he brings uh, a whole other professional <sighs> perspective in because he is a cult deprogrammer. And he's actually worked on a lot of the big cases, Waco and, you know, the Scientologists and stuff like that. So I think he said he did over 350 deprogrammings, cult deprogrammings. So we were able to get him also to come in and weigh in on some of these topics as
0: well. In terms of cults, are we, uh, is is Scientology, is that a cult? Are we calling that a cult? It's a religion. religion? I think they call it a religion. Is it defined or is it, you know, is there a definition between the two?
1: You know, this is actually something else that we, touched on in there the definition of a cult and i think it's a why it's, it's whatever it you
2: saw on the tv that's how you determine what because in their subjective. mind it's not in their mind it's not a cult in right. their mind it's a religion exactly. or just a way of life yeah, pretty subjective I, 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 okay. that, that, that can be a sensitive subject for sure don't tell tom cruise right <laughs> don't ask him what it is so let's
0: get like your your latest project that you're, you're you're doing right now is a web series right let's talk about that
1: so um in conjunction with finishing up uh, cultivated. I am currently in pre-production for a web series called The Space Between. Um, completely something new for me. I'm really excited to get started on this project. It is a sci-fi thriller web series, and I- I'm not going to give it away, but um, <laughs> it really just follows. It's, a, it's, a, it's four individuals intertwined. Their stories become intertwined, and they develop the ability to basically manipulate their realities. You know, um, if you've ever seen the movie Jumper, not, oh, yeah. not that far, yeah. I mean, in a sense, but they manipulate their own realities. And as we progress through the story, we start to learn how they're able to do it. And it all kind of starts with this book that's named The Space Between, you know. Awesome. And um, there's also two entities behind it that kind of control them and they're monitoring their behavior as they watch them get this ability um, so it's a pretty cool story. I think it's something really definitely cool. new and fun to play around with. Um,
2: something that's been touched just a couple times, but yeah. I think know,
1: sci-fi is about to make a break back. I think so, too. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I feel like it's coming back. I, 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 think, like, yeah. I like a
2: good sci-fi. I, mean, I know, love I fi The I'm ones that make you think. No. I mean, I'm not into like, spaceships, necessarily. Right, this one is going to be the The ones that yeah. mess yeah. with your head a little bit. Right? I'll,
0: I'll take it all. I like the ones that mess with your head, but I also like the ones with the crazy aliens and all kinds this of things. This one is a uh, big time play.
1: Yeah, a, a, a play on time and realities. That's awesome. That's yeah, that's, I, that's cool. the simplest I could put it to you. It's going to be a lot of fun.
2: That's awesome. Is that now you doing that all lo- you're filming it here locally?
1: That one, I'm actually not filming here. I'm going to be filming that one in the New York City, New Jersey area. OK, um, we're actually finishing up pulling together the casting call for that. We'll be casting, holding auditions up there as well for this one. Um, Are you looking for
2: any husky Italian guys? You know what, I'm I'm going to send you the extras <laughs> okay. list. We're definitely right. going to need extras Perfect. for sure. <laughs> so, um,
1: that one's getting pulled together. We're still pulling our crew together. We just um, brought on uh, a producer, Brett Damon. Um, out of New York and um a director of photography, which wow. I'm so excited to have on. He does a lot of great work. Um his name's Philip Jackson, not to be confused with the basketball <laughs> oh, coach. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh <laughs> no, I got so many stones on my oh, team. Just <laughs> full of celebrities. <laughs> she's drop name dropping yeah, yeah. yeah. dropping like everybody. Do you know what about Kardashians? You know the Kardashians know. too? <laughs> Coincidentally name dropping as well. Um so yeah, my director of photography, Phil Jackson, is coming on. He's flying out from LA to come film with me and I'm I'm just cool. so excited, all the people, um, my assistant director, Cal Trevor. It's it's going to be a really good team coming together.
2: I was going like, to – because I didn't see it on the list, and I got to ask. So something like that, you know, bigger production. Because mm-hmm. we're, we're running close on time. But how much – I mean, where do you get the budget? and How do you guys – the budget and where's the money come from you look at donors right. I mean how, how does that I've always kind of wondered when an indie person gets started where does it all it come from it is a
1: beast in itself it is another full time job max not
2: credit cards it is
1: you know um, cultivated in our uprising we're really out of my own pockets you know and that also creates that large timeline that you see when it takes a filmmaker one or two years to make a film mm-hmm. um, for space between I'm really digging my heels in on this one you know so we're actually putting together a, a much larger budget it, um, because it is sci-fi, and you don't want it to be mm-hmm. cheesy, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not the '40s anymore. No, I want to give some quality to this thing. <laughs> get
2: so, some dishes flying right? around on some fish <laughs> oh, some strings. Yeah. yeah, no. Okay. I mean, that I could be it. cool too. Yeah, yeah. it could In have its, its own, own aesthetic, yeah, right. its own way. Yeah. But <laughs> we're going
1: to actually start a, a Kickstarter. Um Probably around April, so look so out crowd for that. Crowdfunding it. Crowdfund. We're yeah, gonna crowdfund yeah. this one. If you actually go to our website, like I said, www.redsite.media, and sign up for our newsletter email list, you'll get updates cool. on the pro- progress of this film. And um, especially when we start our Kickstarter account, there's going to be a lot of good giveaways and rewards for donations and stuff like that. So yeah, we're awesome, really, really hoping cool. to land the budget awesome. for, the, for the web series.
0: And then as, as far as being a web series, where is it going to air when you, when you produce it and, and put it out there? So
1: initially, I may do a private premiere for it because we're actually going to run it through quite a few film festivals at first mm-hmm. because I would like to get it onto a network, even if it be a local network. Okay. Last resort, it will go to you know, wow. YouTube eventually. Yeah. But I have much bigger plans for this series. I really want to get it awesome. to a network I have seven episodes ready to go and I'm only filming the pilot that's so awesome. I, really I'm cool. going to tease you guys hard with this one we'll get you back on here yes. to talk
0: more about that Absolutely. one <laughs> one last question here um, what do you love most about Hampton Roads and uh, what's your favorite place to go to in your free time
1: you know, uh, Hampton Roads, like I said, has kind of become a home away from home yeah. for me. And the one thing I do love about it uh, is all the water. I, mm-hmm. I love all the water. I like being able to go fishing. That was what just, I That's what I said. Just water, wake water, up people. in the morning water. and I'm yep. like, you know what? It's... It's 80 degrees. I'm going to go fishing today. <laughs> and granted, you know, Jersey and stuff has a lot of water around, yeah, but the yeah. nearest beach it, you know, somewhere to go fishing is like an hour, yeah. hour and a half away. And how know, many
2: please. eyes do those fish have up there in yeah, you Yeah, know, you don't <laughs> know. Depends okay. on where you're fishing. They might glow. Yeah. Well, the, the, same, the same question <laughs> might could be posed down here, yeah. but it's still fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's accessible. And um,
1: as far as hanging out, I'm a homebody these days. I'm pretty much a slave to my computer in the editing room, mm-hmm. but... Um, I like to, go to, I like to go eat. And yeah. uh, me and Joe were talking about this earlier. Downtown Norfolk has really been popping that up some amazing food places. Place. Yeah. So yeah. if you want my recommendation, go to Benny D'Amato's or go to uh, Jack <laughs> Brown's B&B oh,
2: Jack, Where's D'Amato's? Is that down by the mall?
1: It's right next to Jack Brown's, literally. Oh, okay. Right next door. Oh,
0: We've got a couple of places we got to go. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. is
1: amazing. So if you're <laughs> going to find me somewhere, you're probably going to find me at one of those two places. Nice.
0: Hey, look, I want to thank you for dropping in the show today. Talk us about you know, some of these cool things that you're doing and and, uh, you know, and what you're doing around the region. Um, just take a minute and plug your business where people can find you on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, um, and then we'll wrap it up.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you guys for having me. Oh, yeah. This was a lot of fun, uh, especially with all the projects I have going on. It was fun to come out and talk about them. Um, if you want to find me, my personal page is at pbrown23nj, um, the business at Red Media. S-Y-T-E. Then we just started a page as well for the web series. So you can kind of follow the progress of what we're doing and get a a really good behind-the-scenes look. And that's at the Space Between series. Same thing on Facebook. I like to keep it simple, you know. So the platforms, the names are the same across Mm -hmm. all the platforms. You can find me very simply on YouTube, Portia Brown. Awesome. awesome. You know, I keep it nice and simple for people. People want to be found. I don't. Yeah. I don't get the crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to be found, so <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep it nice and simple yep.
2: for people. There, there so go. yeah,
1: check us out, follow us, like us, share our stuff, email me. I'm home during the day. I like to talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we, that's why know, we did right? a podcast. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we yeah. Yeah. like to talk. We like to talk. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for coming in. And uh, so let's uh, let's take a break here, and uh, we'll come back to it. We'll do the uh, we'll, Ooh, our little cool. mortgage and uh, real estate. Sounds good. All right.
1: Can make
0: me scream. All right, we're back and, uh, you know, getting into the real estate mortgage minutes. And uh, so, Mike, you had a real estate question. I do.
2: I got a question uh, that was asked is, I'm getting ready to put my home on the market. What steps do I need to take to ensure a quick sale? <laughs> Start with Zillow yeah. and then... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it just just let Zillow take o- over everything it's it's real simple now Zillow is like
1: the WebMD yeah. for the home market. That's right. Like yes. Everything my. can that be interesting. That is instant. a great <laughs> Yes. That's really good.
0: I'm, say, I'm saying from experience, as a yes. recent home buyer, yeah, no, Zillow true.
1: is the word, yes. is, is the almighty. All right.
0: So what so, do we got to do, Joe? So look, it's, it's, it's you know, people want to, you know, they ask me this all the time, you know, I want a quick sale, I want a quick sale. Well, first off, you got to think about market forces, you know, what the buyer pool looks like out there um right now you know the affordability index is is through the roof you know it's it's really you know homes are kind of unaffordable so don't expect that quick sale if you're you know you're you you know your your pricing strategy is the most important thing you got to price it right um on this market you don't try to overprice yourself and think that somebody's going to come in and negotiate down because you're going to miss the market um a good price analysis you know, just have, have your real estate professional, whoever it is coming through, give you a good price analysis and, and, and look at it, just, you know, compare the properties that have sold in the neighborhood and make sure it's in line with everything. The next step, you got to have some good curb appeal and you got to really, you got to declutter the inside and, and, and kind of what I call is sanitizing it, neutralize the rooms, maximize the, uh, you know, each room space by, by staging your furniture, you know, um, it's got to look showcase
2: ready, you know, the way. you help people with that one, right? Yeah. I help
0: people with all that kind of stuff. You know, I, I, give you tips on, you know, what you got to do, you know, outside of the home, pressure washing, you know, uh, manicuring the lawn, whatever you got to clean up, get it looking good because the buyers, the first impression is the curb appeal. When they walk through the door, it's got to look good. It's got to be organized. It's got to have functionality. It's got to smell good. You got to hit all the senses. You got to make that buyer feel good when they come through that house and, and say, yeah. This is the place I could see myself living. Um, if you can capture them that way, everything else falls in the line. So, but uh, price it right, good curb appeal, and, uh, and, and, and you know, not necessarily staging with you know, ex- you know, furniture from, from a stager or anything, but stage your furniture and, and organize your home so that it's functional. Make use with what you have. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. So um, here's the mortgage question for you, Mike. Um, I'm on the market looking for a new home. I can afford to put 10% down on a house valued at 300k. I don't qualify for a VA loan. What would be the best route to take? Should I go conventional or FHA?
2: So it's really going to be credit score driven. Um, FHA is designed, if you have below a 680, is kind of where you're going to go on a, on a FHA right now. Okay. Um, conventional's got some really strong programs, like I got one right now. They have great credit, and they, we're going to put 10% down. We're doing 3% down with reduced PMI. The PMI on a $300,000 house is only going to be, I think they're rated $68 a month. Oh, wow. So why would you put all that extra money down? Um, So really on the conventional versus FHA, it's going to be debt ratio, credit score, because we can go higher debt ratios on the FHA. Does it ever make sense to put more money down on the house? Only if you're trying to buy a payment. So, like, if I got somebody that just sold, like, if you sell your house, Portia, mm-hmm. and you call me, hey, Mike, I got I net net at forty grand because Joe staged it, and it looked beautiful. So, I got all this extra money. Uh, how much do I have to put down to get to a $1,200 payment on my next house because right. I want to use the money for my next movie that I'm going to make? Mm-hmm. So, then we kind of slide it backwards. So, and, and the one cool thing, one of the reasons I stay at Caliber and I like it here so much is because other than the VA and FHA on the conventional loans, like, if you have a lump sum of money and let's say we did this $300,000 conventional loan and then they sold a property, Mm. they can apply the difference. We would adjust the monthly payment without them having to refinance. Wow. That's pretty cool. So the the whole big down payment thing is a myth. I had a lot of clients that try to save, 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 and then the rates are going up, up, up when we could have did something when they had three percent. Right.
0: Yeah, a, a lot of people think that they need like the twenty percent down payment. You right. know like I gotta have that twenty to, to, percent to buy a house. And if I d I can't you know, you, you, you hear it a lot in, in the in the, the Zillow blog groups. Right. Or, you know these right, other right. blogs, you know like if you don't have twenty percent to put down on a house then you shouldn't be buying a house. Right. But you know
2: It uh, takes a while well to save twenty percent. It I mean, takes a
0: lot to save twenty percent, but also leverage Leveraging, you, you, you know, your, your your credit and things like that. Um, you, you know, it's not a bad thing to have a mortgage. No. You know?
2: Well, t- if you want to get to twenty percent for your final house, go buy the first house for one hundred and fifty, hundred sixty thousand with three percent down. Right. Then when you buy the next house in four or five years, mm-hmm. now you just got all that equity to 20, twenty thirty. So that's how you get to twenty percent. You yeah. by the time you're on your third house, yeah, you should probably have twenty percent down. Mm-hmm. But, but again, starting out, starting right. out, scrape there's zero percent three mm-hmm. percent you know but in this situation here I, they would probably go conventional
0: yeah okay all right cool well that was our uh, mortgage minutes and uh, so you know that was that was uh you know if you're if you're looking for uh real estate help or uh you know mortgage information uh you can reach myself uh joe bergamino uh realtor with exp realty at www.beachandbay757.com
2: and Mike, my, my website is the easiest one is www.imyourvalender.com your Like that. Easy. You like that? You like That'd that, be that be VA easy. one? That's pretty sick. <laughs> I couldn't believe it was still available when I went to GoDaddy. I was like, sold. Yes. <laughs> no other options yeah. needed. No, that's perfect. Oh, great show. All right, guys. That's it for the show. I wanted to take a chance and thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Yes. Thank if, you. If you like what we are doing, please share the show with all your friends. We also wanted to thank Portia Brown from Red Site. You want to go ahead and give everybody how to get a hold of you? Plug those businesses one more time. Yes,
1: yes. You can find me on Instagram at PBrown23NJ. Um, the business page is at Red S Y T E Media. And for the new web series, you can follow the progress at Space the at the Space Between series.
2: Perfect, perfect. And then uh, any real estate questions or if you guys want to ask a question on next week's show, you can email Joe at www.beachandbay757.com. Mortgage questions direct to me, www.imyourvalender.com. We'll take you right to my page. Um, we have another great show coming up in a couple weeks. Be a great one. Yep, we're going to be uh, discussing animal rescues and how families can get some help with the expensive vet bills right here in Hampton Roads. Um, Until next time, guys, Uh, have a great couple weeks. Portia, thanks again. Thanks. Have a good one, guys. Thank you, Portia. Thank you.